Hey, Mama, have you ever thought about starting something new, but you're too shy? Or maybe you're worried what others will think of you? Or maybe it just feels weird to be out of your element. Listen, we all go through moments like this. Today, I want to dissect confidence. I want to show you how you can start something new, even if it makes your stomach do somersaults. Welcome to the Passive Income Examiner podcast, where we dissect passive income systems and strategies as a solution to the silent worries that keep us up at night, like how to pay for our kids' education, or how to build up a retirement we can be proud of, or heck, how about just having a few more family vacations? Hey, I'm Lindsay Sutherland, working mama of four who escaped the big city for a log cabin in the woods, who loves country music and rock and roll. And I believe it is possible to make money while we sleep. Welcome, friends. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome, ladies and gents, to the Passive Income Examiner Show. Today, we are talking about confidence. And thank you for joining me. I want to start by sharing with you a moment in time when in my previous life, I trained people to make phone calls. I ran a call center for the service department at a dealership, different ones, all that. But the point is, often I hired people with no call center experience and I would teach them how to handle incoming calls and how to make outbound calls. One thing that I noticed was consistent across the board is people who didn't have call center experience were very afraid to make outbound calls. I'm telling you my first assignment was typically just to confirm a service appointment. It's like a simple, hey, just to call and remind you about your appointment tomorrow. Our customers were expecting these calls, so it wasn't even out of the norm. It wasn't anything scary. And yet people would get hung up on dialing that phone and reaching out because people lack confidence, right? And of course, I had scripts written. Of course, I sat and trained them. We did pro, you know, back and forth dialogue, but it always came down to them saying, but you have confidence and I don't. And so today, as I was thinking about our story and about our conversation over confidence, I really wanted to noodle over this topic And I was asking myself, what is it about me that I exude this confidence that makes people think I can do things that they can't do? What is my strategy? I came up against a block because for some reason, I just couldn't get an answer to that question. And I realized that to be really candid, I don't feel confident all the time. So I turned to Google because, right, who doesn't ask Google for answers in moments like these. (laughs) Google's definition of confidence said, a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. Hmm, I thought, self-assurance. How can I have self-assurance when I question myself at every turn? Literally every podcast episode I have recorded, I think, should I redo that? 
except for my interviews. Those were the easy ones because it wasn't on me, right? I was interviewing them, their story. I second guess everything. I certainly don't have any mad podcasting skills and I hardly feel at all like I know what I'm doing. So I wondered, how am I going to create a podcast teaching others how to feel confident when I am full of fear, doubt, and worry, but yet I couldn't think of a different topic. It was like this topic was calling me. So I dived deeper and there was this nudging whisper inside me that said, you may not feel confident, but you keep moving forward. Lindsay, what is it that makes you do that? I'm telling you, friends, I spent an entire day contemplating this, and here's what I discovered. Sure, I am confident in some things, right? Interviewing for a job. When I start a new business development center, I've done it many times. I'm confident, especially if it's in the automotive industry, but I've even done it in other industries, and I feel just as confident. I'm confident at my job that I'm doing now. I'm confident when I drive. All things I've done or I do regularly but I'm not confident when I start something brand new, something I've never done before. In fact, I worry if I made the right choice. I wonder if I will fail and I doubt my actions. I doubt things I say. I wonder honestly sometimes if people will even like what I'm offering and yet I do it anyway because I'm brave. See, people mistake bravery for confidence. Bravery is courageous behavior or character with roots back to the Italian word bravado, meaning bold. As Americans, we put too much pressure on ourselves to attain perfection. We can be very judgmental and we can be quick to pass these judgments. Then we are resolute in our opinion and slow to change. We love the all-American story, right, about the man or woman who overcame all odds with every imaginable adversity to then become famous or highly successful. I mean, heck, I can think of a few myself, even Oprah Winfrey comes to mind. And we have this immensely high standard that we believe we have to attain in order to be accepted because we've put that label on ourselves. The reality is that as cool as those men and women are that have attained those amazing feats, they are less than 1% of the successful people in the world. Of course, this also begs the question what defines success, but I suppose that's a conversation for another day or maybe you can ponder it yourself, right? Isn't it true that most often we hear of people's success stories after they've achieved it? After they've gone through the trial and the error, after they've had the feelings of doubt, worry, or fear, we see them when they have developed confidence because now they have experience with what they're doing and they've had repetition. Our brains tell us that it was their confidence that made them successful when in fact, it was bravery, or in some cases, sheer determination. And just like I am confident that I want to support my family through podcasting and coaching, my confidence, like theirs, is limited to my decision to commit to this journey. That does not exempt me from questioning myself along the way. So today, I give you permission to feel unsure of your actions. I give you permission to feel out of bounds. Because it's normal. 
it is in fact okay. And some would say it's a sign that you're on the right path. Although, frankly, I don't necessarily believe that because my own experience says that I've had doubts about things that worked out and I've had doubts about things that didn't. But I know one thing is true. I have grown and learned more through the process of taking the actions and therefore I don't regret the choices I've made. We all know Thomas Edison didn't create the light bulb on his first try, right? And do you ever wonder if he doubted if it could be done? My guess is his mind, I'm sure, played tricks on him to try to deter him, but his heart pushed him on. I want to share with you another story about a coach that I hired. She was the most expensive coach I'd ever paid for, and she definitely was worth all the money, and she helped me on many levels. As her student, I saw her three times a month for a year, and I got very familiar with her story, as she did with mine. I'd also been following her on social media for a while before hiring her. What I learned about her is she had been a relationship coach. She defined herself as a business coach, then a spiritual coach. Then, after we were coaching together, she became an event coordinator and a motivational speaker. All of this within a few short years. But in all cases, she had financial success. She was self-employed the entire time. I loved working with her. I loved our very deep conversations. I loved how she catapulted me through major blocks in my mindset. But I always wondered with amazement how someone who hadn't settled on what their business is could be so successful and effective. I wondered that because I believed that I have to know everything before I start. By that I mean I believed I needed to know exactly what I was going to do and what it would be like and how it was going to work out. As if God wouldn't bless me until I picked the thing that was my soul's path or my mission on earth. Haven't we all pondered our purpose and why we're here? Somehow, I thought I had to know my purpose before I could put myself out there to the world, before I could admit to the public what I'm doing and why. Why is that? Why did I feel like I had to be so sure that I had found the magic thing before I could tell anybody? The answer is because I believed if I changed course, it meant failure. I didn't realize honestly until now that that coach's involvement in my life had another purpose. That is making more sense every day. She taught me that we don't have to have it all figured out to start our journey. And it is okay to evolve and morph into new things as we go. All we need, this is really powerful, all we need is willingness to take the next step. Willingness to be bold and bravely try new things until... Until, ladies and gentlemen, we have confidence. When this realization occurred to me, I then could see how I am brave. I see why people think I'm confident doing new things. It's a skill I've learned over the years. After being thrown into new endeavors without guidance or help time after time. I will share with you one more significant example of this in my life. It was about 2009. Up until now, I had mostly been involved in service departments of dealerships. I had been a service advisor and now was training entry-level employees, like I said, to schedule appointments and to make calls, which relied heavily on my prior experience as a service advisor. 
And I did have a short little bit where I sold cars for about six months. Certainly, I was no expert in car sales. I also had no experience as an internet director. Usually in a car dealership, the internet director is someone who has sold cars for years and gets promoted to that position. They understand lead flow, working and closing car deals, and managing salespeople. So it was a shocker to me when the general manager of this dealership asked me to be the internet director after the previous one was released. I don't know the whole detail of it, but she she left. And he came to me and I thought, well, this is odd, but cool. I wasn't complaining. That's for darn sure. All of a sudden, though, I went from having almost, well, having known no experience in this to being thrown in headfirst. They flew in the corporate internet director who happened to be the internet director at this same dealership um, a few years prior. He kind of gave me the bird's eye view of what my job was and then left me. I think this was by far the most difficult thing I'd ever been thrown into. And I felt like my head was swimming frequently. I would go home just like brain dead. (laughs) I was still running the service BDC department that I had created. Plus, I was taking on something new and learning new things. And to make it worse, the general manager had changed the pay plan and salespeople were leaving like a sinking ship. (laughs) I don't blame them now looking back, but why would they follow me? I They knew I had no experience doing their job. So I was really in a hot mess situation and to make matters even more intense as if that wasn't enough, I was pregnant. <laughs> I'm telling you, telling you this story right now is making me think, holy cow, because I just took it one day at a time and I took it one step at a time. But honest to gosh, If you asked me right now to do it again, I would look at you with like you have three heads and say, heck to the no. (laughs) So if anybody understands starting something new, it's me. Okay, because that's just one example of so many, but that was probably the most intense. And I want to share with you now three specific things that I do to help me get through this. I've already said it twice, the taking one step at a time. That isn't even one of my three, so I guess this podcast should be four, (laughs) but I'm going to start with that. The first one that I noticed is I practiced, it's none of my business what people think of me. Now, this is a slogan that has been, you know, used heavily, but I learned it way, way, way back when I was about 20 years old. I worked with my very first coach, and I'm holding up air quotes because this was back in about 2001 and coaching wasn't even a thing yet. This particular lady, it was just magic that I found her and she called herself a mentor. Um, And really she was a thought coach, a mindset coach, but she taught me that it was none of my business what other people think of me. There was four parts to this. They are not my business. It is my business what I think of me and it is my business what God thinks of me. And holy moly free holies. I'm telling you, if I got paid a dollar for every single time I've said this in my life, I would not need this podcast because I would be sitting pretty with quite a bit of money. (laughs) This is a phrase that has gotten me through so many hard things. When I was 19 and I was learning to be a service advisor, here I knew nothing about cars, okay? But I did it and I was frequently put down, right? I had guys tell me straight up, you know, what do you know? How can you help me? 
And I had to constantly tell myself, it's none of my business what these people think of me. They're not my business. It is God's business, or I am God's business. It's my business what God thinks of me. And God thinks of me like blank. And then that's where the magic happened because I would tell myself, what does God think of me? And for me, now, after it's been 20 some odd years, looking back, I realize what this is doing. This is literally making my mind in alignment with the mind of God. That's what I believe. I believe it is making my thoughts in alignment with God's thoughts. And it is reminding me of the gifts that he has given me because he didn't make me to think of myself as a limited person, right? Like, for example, I guess what I'm trying to say is God doesn't look at me and say, she can't do it. What is she even trying for? She's wasting her time, right? That's what I believed about myself. But when I said, you know what, if I'm feeling inspired to do this, that must mean that God has my back. Why? Because he wants what's best for me. He is supporting me. He is going to bring goodness because I'm going to act on faith that that's happening. See, now my thoughts are in alignment with God's thinking. And that's how it started. Tip number two, I think about the end. There's two ways to go about this. There's the good end and the bad end. In other words, what could happen if things go right and what could happen if things go wrong? Sometimes in the beginning, it is easier to think of the bad things first because our mind is already on that wavelength with worry. And so play into it for just a minute. Indulge that fear. What will happen if I do, if I don't do X? How will I feel if blank, blank, and blank, right? So in my case, I thought about pushing back my launch date to the podcast multiple times. I kept questioning it, but I also recognized that I was procrastinating because I was questioning myself. I was really questioning whether or not it was going to work out. And I kind of knew that if I let myself do that, that it would very easily lead into maybe not launching it at all. And so I said, no, I'm, I'm launching it. Good or bad, I'm launching it. Because here's, the, here's what I saw in the end. If I launch the podcast, I will feel proud of myself. I will feel accomplished just knowing I did what I said I was going to do. Even if nothing comes of it, I did it. And on the flip side, if I don't do it, right, podcasting is growing. It's growing, I think, at 30% every year in listener base. It's growing like YouTube was growing 10 or 15 years ago. So if I don't do it now, I'm going to regret it later. I'm going to look back and think, yeah, I was going to start a podcast. I probably should have done that, right? How many of us have made a, a choice like that? We look back and think, oh yeah, I should have done that. Granted, I don't believe in living with regrets. That's why I choose to think of the worst case scenario now, because I use that to motivate me to, to basically kicking my own rear end. Here's the thing. If you follow people on social media and you see them take these chances and you think to yourself, look at them, look what they've got, look what they're doing. Man, I wish I could do that. I should have done that, right? We, sh we should on ourselves. But look, sisters, if it's possible for them, it is possible for us. It's just a matter of keep moving that train forward. As in the words of Dory, just keep swimming. <laughs> that is my favorite. And the last tip of the day this one is a bit tricky. I call it objective observer. So have you ever done something new, something that made you feel scared or unsure of yourself? And I'm going to tell you, I know you have. Think about a time 
when you started a new job, a job that you knew nothing about. Sure, you had people to guide you and give you feedback, but still, just like my BDC reps on the phone, you were probably feeling foolish or out of place or your palms were sweaty, you know, just like they they went through. The other people in the office, maybe are you're the new person. So they're kind of talking about you or you walk into the break room and it's like silence all of a sudden, right? You just feel awkward. And you know this is true. When your boss is sitting behind you, all of a sudden you can't type worth a darn. <laughs> can't tell you how many times that happened. Think about all the rookie mistakes you made. We've all done it. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Now think about a year later when you... Uh, you were that gal that was there for a while and then there's a new person, right? And that job feels normal and natural to you. You don't feel out of place and you suddenly, you can type a mile a minute no matter who's standing behind you. (laughs) What is your perspective of this new person? Is it compassion and understanding and you look at them and realize, oh man, I remember that day. I remember feeling like that. Everybody goes through it. And here's the thing. It's interesting to me that people are more willing to put themselves out of their element in an an awkward situation like that when they have to start a new job, but they're less likely to do it when it comes down to working for themselves. It's so much easier to just say, I I just can't do it, right? And make up an excuse. Maybe we make an excuse to something outside of ourselves. But I want you to stop making excuses. Like my podcast push, let me tell you something. If I pushed back my my launch date, my excuse was already lined up. It was, well, I have a coaching session with my, my coach, Stephanie, on the 30th. Wednesday the 30th, and I am scheduled to launch on the 1st. Maybe I should wait another week, listen to what she tells me to do, and then everything will be better. I'll know what to say better. Da, 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 da. I could just think of a million reasons, but you know what? I didn't want to wait. I'd set this date when I listened to her podcast, Pro University. I set this date then. Three weeks ago, I promised myself, and so I'm going to do it. And that's just it. You must... Think of the end and remember that, yeah, my three first episodes might sound clunky, right? But that's okay because I'm just getting started. Are you tired of having to trade time for money? Or maybe you're looking for an alternative income source after the recent COVID crisis. Whatever the case may be, I believe it is possible to make more than the ends meet, and we don't have to make huge sacrifices to do it either. I want to help you explore passive income ideas that are in alignment with your passions, things you could do all day and have fun doing it. Then I'm going to help you create systems that turn that fun into income even when you're playing with your kids at the park or having lunch with friends, because you deserve to experience the abundance God has for you. If this message speaks to you, then you need a coach that can help you find clarity. You need a coach that can show you how to make money doing things you love, a coach that can hold your hand through that process and help you stay accountable. Get into my DMs and let's discuss the possibility of working together because, hey, you deserve happiness.